You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. He spent time working to improve our inner city community through his work in the social services. For over 25 years, he has been a part of the St. Raymond High School administration, mentoring, teaching, coaching, and guiding the many students who have walked those halls. As a student athlete at St. Raymond's, he beasted. With his grit and leaping ability, he excelled mightily, racking up all sorts of rebounds and monstrous dunks. He chose to attend Fairfield University on an athletic scholarship, shutting down offers from programs such as Wake Forest and Tennessee. On this episode of Dribble and Dimes, we sit down with the current chair of the guidance department and St. Raymond legend, Mr. Gregory Scott. Oh, this is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. And, uh... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don't we, get nervous we, on me now. Nah. Well, see, here's, here's the conflict that I have <laughs> before I before I introduce this man. So, this this man is uh, a legend here at St. Raymond for for many reasons. Recently, I found out basketball wise. I mean, I knew about your coaching exploits, but I didn't realize you actually played here. One and wow, two. I didn't know that. Right. So we're gonna get into some things. You think you know a person? But Mm-mm. you, you along with you know Mr. Sturgis and previous to you, uh, as far as my personal relationship, uh, Mr. DiStefano, you guys were an amazing resource for I'd say generations of students here at St. Raymond. So I'd love to introduce none other than Mr. Gregory Scott. Thank you, thank you. Well, wow, let me listen. Since we we in the gloating, since we in the boasting, since we in the praising mode, I'm gonna say this. So I got some words too. All right, we I got a speech for your ass. Dr. Uh-oh. Martin Luther King Uh-oh. is coming Uh-oh. back. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this man, I wrote it in the book. You know, my book. I'm a poet. And you know what? I dedicated to Mr. Sky here. This man literally, literally showed me how to love myself without him knowing at that mm. time. I did, and I'm talking specifically as a black man that I did not realize I needed. So this man is elite level for me. Some people got Jordan, I got Mr. Scott on my team, player. I'm starting with Scott on my starting five. So I hold you to supreme high regard because as a, as a young man, that was it will never lo- be lost on me. You understand me? Your your being here, it was like a father that I didn't have, even though I had a father. You know what I mean? But you were the other. You were you were prominent, and I didn't know how to express it then. I'm glad I found the words today. So I, I just really, want to say, you with high regard, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here with that us. That touches my heart. Yeah. You don't know. Um, first of all, we gotta fix something. What happened? <clears throat> something. Some more. You guys are alumni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're coming into this school doing something amazing. Mm. All right. We have to drop the Mr. Scott now. 
Okay. <laughs> Yo, you you and Mr. Sturgis said that to me, and I I can't like I feel like it's disrespectful to call you Greg or call, Jimmy. Well, let me. How would you want us to call you? Call me Coach. Okay. Coach. That, or, that I could do. Or I go by the moniker Scott to be. Scott to be? Uh, oh, you're too smart for me. What, where does that come about, from? I want I want to hear that. Oh, okay. So I want to hear the genesis of that one. The genesis of that is. I'm going to take you all way back before you were born. Let's do it. Oh, man. That ain't that far. <laughs> I'm Mr. a young Sturgis buck. can tell you. <laughs> when we were coming up, you know how you got you go to the store and buy sodas now? Mm-hmm. But when we, when we were coming up, there used to be soda delivery. Ooh. All right. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. They used to come on trucks, okay. bring a case of sodas. Mm-hmm. They were like 32-ounce bottles. Mm-hmm. And there was this company called... Cot soda. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And when they advertise, they would advertise it's cot to be good. Oh. So I stole it <laughs> <laughs> several years later when I started playing basketball. So I stole it from them and just added my name, Scott. To and, be. Well, Scott to be. And then you can put whatever you want after that. It's got to be fast. It's got to be great. As long as it's positive. It's got to be money in my pocket. <laughs> you know, let me say this. Um, this. This came from me from high school. I, you would never, ever call my friends by their first name. I would always mm-hmm. call their last name. And to this day, really? I don't know why. Your schoolmates. My schoolmates. Got it. For the most part, like the majority of them. Like you wanted to, like, I would call them by the. But for the majority, I would call them by. And the reason I did it was because, like, a te- it was more like came out of, like, the teacher would call you by your last name, especially mm-hmm. if you're in trouble. Like, you know, DeStefano! Mm-hmm. Right, you know? Right, right. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to let well, that I'm down. T- I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick story. on you. Now, so when now you that you s- mentioned that. So that, so, and not to say, so I guess I stuck with that in high school. Mm-hmm. So when I call you Scott. Oh, Mr. Scott, it's not even like, I don't regard it as like, oh, no. you are, we're not, no, no, we no. can't see eye to eye. It's more like, oh, that's no, no. just where I've known you yeah, from. Exactly. That's the custom. I, it, it would I, be like a nickname. If I called you a nickname all my life, that would be the name I'd call you. Isn't, you know what I'm saying? Not I'm to a, say that I don't reveal I'm going to tell you a little story right now. Okay, okay. My wife doesn't even call me Gregory. What does she call she you? Can't, <laughs> she she can't calls do me Scott. Scott. See, so I'm, so I'm with your right, wife, so then. <laughs> I'm with your wife. I'm on your wife, team. So, coach. Yes. Yeah, see, it works. <laughs> I didn't feel weird. <laughs> so, coach, take me back. Where okay. are you originally from? I'm right here in the Bronx, bro. Where? Yes. Born and raised. Section area. Um, I was um, born at what was called Lebanon Hospital. Bronx Lebanon. Bronx Lebanon Hospital. At that time, excuse me, at that time, it wasn't located on the Grand Concourse. Oh. It was over by 167th Street and Jerome Avenue. Okay. So I was born there. Um, my family, when I was born, we lived, never forget the address, 1826 Clinton Avenue, right next to the Viaduct of the Cross Bronx Expressway mm. and behind uh, PS 144. Mm-hmm. P- I'm sorry, PS 44. Mm-hmm. So uh, PS 44 was my very first school for kindergarten but they didn't keep me in kindergarten they moved me up to the first grade immediately oh, really? real, real, immediately oh, they, you was too right. tall for kindergarten huh? <laughs> nah, <laughs> let me tell you a story when i got into um kindergarten mm-hmm. uh i was only kindergartner at five years old writing script what 
Before you continue, <laughs> I know you're going to get to the why, but let me ask. Were either of your parents teachers? Well, um, I no. Okay. To answer your question. Educators, yes, but not necessarily teachers. Uh, no. Oh. Uh-uh. Uh, most of my education prior to going to school came from my grandmother. Mm. Like many, you know, like many young people in New York, they're raised by their grandmothers or their well-eyes. And right. um, while the parents had to go to work, right. uh, tell you personally, um, I never knew my father. Mm. That's okay. I probably uh, I had to seek him out. Uh, after my daughter was born, just to let him know he had a granddaughter. Wow. wow. But um, uh, I love him nonetheless. For yeah. sure. Because without him, there would be no me. For sure. So, um, yeah, my, my grandmother was very high on education. And she made it a point that when I went to school, I was going to be ahead of all the kids that are on my age level. Mm. And uh, that's where it all started. Uh, I, I went to PS44 for one year. Then she took me out, and she, uh, <laughs> it's funny, uh, she enrolled me in St. Anthony's of Padua on Prospect Avenue. I know that school. It's, uh, I would say, like 160... Second Street, around that area. I don't think that school's okay. still around. No, right? it's not. Yeah. Uh, well, right. what Catholic elementary right. school is still around? Right. Right. That's a But they closed. They closed yeah. uh, St. Anthony's a while, for a while. So uh, that's my patron saint, by the way. In case oh, really? you know. Okay. In case you want. Right. You know. <laughs> I like God right fast. And then, um, <laughs> and then we, uh, she put me into a school closer, which was uh, from where I was living, which was. Um, St. Martin of Tours, 182nd Street and Cretona Avenue. Oh, okay. okay. So out of St. Martin of Tours, that's how I wound up at St. Raymond's as a student. Interesting. And it's funny, too, because um, in both ca- both occasions, I had to use public transportation to get to school. Mm-hmm. And my cousin, she passed away, but she was like my sister. She lived with us. You know, we had an extended household. Yeah. Yep. Like, man, you sure y'all weren't Dominican? <laughs> Listen, we got extensions for days in our well, household. Well, I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> whether it be Dominican, whether it be Irish, whether it be uh, African American, most people, a lot of people at that time that lived in the Bronx, lived in extended households. That's right. Okay. Shacked up. Uh, so it was both me and my cousin who I considered like my sister. We both grew up together. We were three months apart in birth, and um, she moved. She got us into St. Martin of Tours, which was a hundred. 82nd in Cortona, as I told you. But on each occasion, we had to take public transportation. Yep. And at that time, we were traveling the trains by ourselves at seven years old. Okay, I was about okay. to ask you, what age seven, was that? Yeah, seven years old. Wow. We was on, on the buses and trains by ourselves That's at that time. Crazy. My mother wouldn't let me cross the street until I was like 15. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, still got, I still got to ask I had you. to sneak across the street. <laughs> like, your mind is in school, right? No, 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 no. Things were a lot different then. Yeah. You know, it was safer. I have you a question. Know. Um, mm-hmm. I know you, your grandmother played a huge role, as yes. you mentioned. You mentioned, you know, off air as well. Yes. Like my question is, do you feel because of the lack of your father present in your life also, that you become such a prominent man because maybe that, that lack you wanted to kind of fill with, how, you know, just do better than do better than what you didn't have. Exactly. Well, 
to do. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I put it to you this way. Um, I had a determination. I've always been determined mm-hmm. not to be that guy. Oh, I see. Okay. okay so. We we talk so on this podcast we've touched on it. In my other podcast we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. you know when we interview different rappers or whatnot on on the Got Fatherhoods it. podcast. We talk about that exact thing, and it's surprising to me every time I hear it how many people actually go down the path of not wanting to be like that example mm-hmm. versus following those footsteps. Got it. I'm always, especially when you think about hip hop, the the stereotype is that most people follow the call it the wrong path or the mm-hmm. the less desirable path. Mm-hmm. When in reality, as I'm finding out having these conversations, there's way more people than we think that are actually using that as the example of what not to, be. to be. Right. And so when you just said it, I'm like, damn, like it's it's great to hear because again, if you look at major media, the examples that they show are very different from what reality is actually happening out there. I, I know you got yeah. issues with it, but... <laughs> well, um, the major um, media. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I don't go by that. Right. You I, know. I just, I just want to say... Um, <clears throat> because, so, we just had a, a gentleman by the name of Dribble Machine. He was part of the And One Mixtape. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with And One Mixtape. Yeah, of course he is. He said, you got he, it, he ain't shook his head. He ain't shook his head. <laughs> Who we'll explain it? The point I've seen being, that one mistake. So. All right, right, cool. <laughs> right, right. Point is, he had a similar story. Like he, he just shared on, right. his, uh, on his podcast, which just had a few days ago. He's the only, the only memory he had of his father was when he was three years old. His mother tapped him on the shoulder, woke him up out of his sleep on the bus. He looks up and said, "Yeah, that's your no good father." Mm. And the kid went back to sleep. Wow. That is the only memory that he has of his father in his life. Mm. Mind you, he made something of himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he that he used that even then as motivation. Absolutely. And I'm still astounded because I'm like, yo, you three and four, and you're not like. I just don't understand how a person doesn't mope about that early in their life. You're a child. You know what I'm saying? For me, that's such strength so early. Like, no, I don't want to be that guy. Something's off about that guy. You know, like to make it instead of like, yo, I would think, I would think most people would be like. Where is he? Why doesn't he? Isn't he here? What's going on? What's wrong with me? I think that, would, in my opinion, that's normal. Obviously, greatness probably isn't normal. Maybe everybody ain't elite level one percenters. Maybe that's just elite level one percent type of thinking. Well, in that particular case that you're talking about, what comes to mind to me, particularly as an educator, is that um, between the ages of three and ten, that's when um, our minds are sponges. Mm-hmm. Oh. And when the mother said that to the child, okay, mm-hmm. um, there was no reaction expected, I don't think, at right. three years old. Right. But uh, in the subconscious, right. okay, that stuck with that child. Right. And he learned that he, he was being programmed at that time to think that way about his father. Oh, this is why yeah. we need guidance counselors on this show. So, so you you talked about Saint Martin Saint of Ma- tours, of tours yes. as as your elementary school. That right. took you all the way up to high school. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I went for, to well, Saint Martin to of tours graduation from, of elementary. Um, from second grade through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied for Spelman, Hayes, and Saint Raymond's. Uh, Spelman didn't take me. Uh, Saint Raymond's and Hayes took me. Um, I decided to go to St. Ray's because my family had made a move. Um, and I found when I visited St. Ray's because um, it was smaller than Cardinal Hayes. You hear that, Sepia? 
You hear that? We, we have a guest, uh, Mr. Sepia, in the room, and he went to Saint. Uh, he went to Hayes. Okay. He, but right. he also was considering Saint Raymond at the time. So. Okay. Right. So we one and one right now. Yeah. Yeah. We up. We up. So. Um, uh, that's how I wound up at Saint Raymond's. So what, tell me where, how basketball became a part of like where did basketball fit in that you know from second to entering high school. I know it had to be somewhere in that in that vicinity. Yeah, it, it kind of um, fell in my lap. Mm. Uh, um, I didn't start playing basketball until seventh grade. Mm. Okay, um, I didn't come to St. Raymond's to play basketball. Okay, all right. I even, I, really, basketball wasn't on my mind. Right. When I was in the seventh, actually, what happened was at St. Martin of Tours, they had a field trip to Pelham Bay. And it was a track meet. Mm. Now, I had never run track, but they wanted me to participate. I wanted to participate, you know, fun and games. And so they put me in this event, which was the long jump. And I won. Wow. <laughs> I won the no long jump. No experience doing it. No experience. All they had to do was show me once, make sure you don't hit that, that mark, mm -hmm. right. and just jump as far as you can. It was the running. They put me in two events, the running long jump and the standstill long jump. And um, I won even ahead of uh, kids that were older than me. Wow. So um, at that point, uh, I had a lay teacher. I forgot his name at this time. And he said, you know, you, you, you can wind up being pretty athletic if you work at it. Mm. And at that point, I was just thinking track. All right. right, long jump, you know. So uh, I would say at the end of seventh grade, one of my friends, he took me to this park up on Gun Hill Road in East Chester in the evening one day and to play some basketball. Now, I had probably not even watched a basketball game wow. up until that point. But these brothers was running in the park, and they were all a lot older and stuff, and he knew that. You know, I had pretty good jumping ability. He said, you may not be able to shoot. You may not be able to dribble. Just get the ball mm -hmm. and just right. pass it to me. So I could score. Yeah, he brought his <laughs> ringer. Right? So I went out there, and um, I was beastie, right. you know. And cleaning up that, boards and all that? Just cleaning up boards. And uh, a lot of people was coming around me saying, like, who's this dude, who's that and whatnot. And, you know, I started – feeling some some kind of way mm -hmm. and then I went back to St. Martin of Taurus the next year and just started shooting around shooting around and um was dunking wow All right. you weren't hey, dunking right. that first time you were at the park I didn't try I didn't oh know what a dunk you probably could have right, right. <laughs> I didn't even know what a dunk was so set, entering mm -hmm. your eighth grade year was entering when you grade started year, dunking I was dunking that's amazing uh -huh. and um so um with that, I came to St. Raymond's, no intentions of playing basketball. Mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten the basketball, you know, fever or, the, you know, it was still, you know, track. I was going to run track. I was going to run track. So, you know how they have Freshman Olympic Day here mm -hmm. at St. Raymond's? Tradition. Yes. All right. So, I ran the 440 and did the long jump. Wow. I, I won both events. And then uh, the basketball coach, um, I will never forget him, his name is Mr. O'Toole, asked me to come out. And I said, I'm not pretty good, but I can dunk. And he <laughs> said, you playing basketball. <laughs> That'll do yeah. it. But why, why are you stunned on him like that? He was like, oh, I can't but I can dunk. But I can dunk. I yam it on somebody. So, uh, uh, I tried out for the freshman team. 
I made the team. And then once I made the team, that's when, you know, it started percolating. Mm. Right. All right, basketball started percolating. And um, I was understanding concepts, you know, what plays. I didn't I play. So right. The only time I played was in St. Martin Torres Gym in, in, in the park, you know, those few Wiping times. up rebounds for your homie. All right, and <laughs> that's it. But then when I started understanding, you know, there's a strategy, a concept, and all of this behind it, I think that's what took over for me in the sport because, um, again, going back to my grandmother, the importance of learning, mm. and um, I wanted to learn this. Okay. And so so let me – I just – I'm very interested in this because I have a 12-year-old daughter, okay. right, uh, one of three children that I have. She's into basketball. Okay. But she doesn't understand the concept of studying the game mm. in order to improve your skill set. Mm. For her, mm. it's practice, physical play, right, mm -hmm. is the only way in her mind that she technically can get better, which there's mm -hmm. some truth to. Mm -hmm. But understand, like, like the learning that you're describing, she doesn't comprehend. So you started with the physical, and you took a liking to it. You started shooting around a little bit. You got on the team at St. Raymond. Mm -hmm. That, as you're experiencing that, it sounds like that's when you said, you know what, I got to step it up because you, there was something inside of you that said, I, I, I need to do this well if I'm going to do it. Yeah, Is that I'm gonna right? Tell you, I'm going to tell you what that was. Okay. <laughs> so what happened was was that uh, once the team was formulated, I didn't know anything about the importance put upon starting as opposed to being mm. a sub. Got it. Oh, okay. So um, once the team was put together, uh, there were several scrimmage games. We always have scrimmage games before the season. And I was coming off the bench. I didn't, it didn't phase me. You didn't know any me. better, right. It didn't phase me. You know, it was no problem. But then uh, the voices came. Okay, guys on the team saying, yo, Scott, you should be starting. Uh -huh. You know, you're getting all these rebounds, this, that, and the other. And I said, okay, maybe. Wait, they, they called you Scott yeah. also. Yeah. Wait, wait, but they so called me Scott or Scotty. Scotty mm -hmm. okay. So they already saw in you, like, something better than mm -hmm. you, where you were. Something better than I thought I was. Okay, right? okay, get it. All right, yeah. something better than I thought I was. Oh. And um, <clears throat> we had this great jump shooter. His name is Pat Oliveto. We'll, we'll talk about him later, but uh, Pat was a was a very good jump shooter, um, and a couple of other guys, you know, that were good scorers. Right. But um, that's what they did; they scored. Right. But uh, with all the noise coming to me, you know, I just went up to the coach and I said, "Hey, coach, um, how come I'm not starting?" He said, "Oh, your offensive skills are a little bit limited, this, that, and the other." And I said, "Well, you know." From what you're teaching me, it seems like you need the ball to score. <laughs> was that you being sarcastic? Just, no, that was just, just me being me. Because, oh, okay. again, going back to my grandmother, you know, she and I and I use this to this day. She, oh, I got a story to tell you. Uh, <laughs> you have many, she, I'm sure. Yeah, many, many. many. She said, always question why. Mm. Love it. I or love why it. not. Oh my okay. God, I need to interject. I'm Absolutely. sorry. Yo, listen to me. Why? 
This I'm is what this is about. I'm going to interject because this happened to me right here in St. Raymond's. I'm not going to name the teachers or nothing because I don't want to put nobody under in case they're still here. But I had a certain class that I lived off of that right there, that premise. And my hand would stay up. I mean, my hand, when I walk in this room, woohoo! It didn't go down at all. And every one of my classmates would look at me like, yo, just take the test, pass it, and shut up. Like, stop asking questions. <laughs> my brain don't work like that. I need to know why. Why are you shoving this down my... I just... That's just who I am. It's not It's not about showing off or trying to be a class clown. None of that. It was really like... I, my intrigue is peak. You got me. I got questions. Because you're the teacher. If and, you're telling me this, why are you telling me this? And okay. I can get no answers. So I but, would get in trouble. But constantly. the answer to that is this. It's because... <laughs> Unbeknownst to you, mm-hmm. you're a learner, right. and you're a true learner, right. and all true learners will always ask the question why. Right. And I live by that today. Mm-hmm. Okay, same, same. I'm 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 still learning. Same. Okay, I'm I'm ignorant in a lot of areas, right. and not afraid to say it, and not right. afraid to be called ignorant. Right. All right. Sure. Because I don't know everything. Yeah, we right. all. We okay. All, we all so, have that. you know. So you question. So I got a sign on my O'Toole? door in my office. Huh? Yeah, that's right. That's what right. It, I got it, it says when you walk into this room, you will be, you will truly be going to school. Ooh. You will not be challenged to answer the questions, but to question the answers. Oh my! Mm. You know I'm out. I think we can wrap this one up. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for. So a week. what is it? It's challenge oh, the question. Question the answers. What is yeah, it? I need to put this on a t-shirt. Okay. Um, I need to put his face on a t-shirt. No, nah, I'm not very photogenic. I'm kind of, I barely put my sunglasses Man, on. you're going to be photogenic so on your shirt, so I, so I can feel cool. We're going to make a million dollars on Scott. Scott the beat. But, um, uh, again, all right, uh, you are not challenged to answer the questions, but to question the answers. Mm. I love and it. And then when you question the answers, the, all, the only question to any answer is why. Right. Right. Okay. Sometimes it could be answered, sometimes it can't. Right. But don't be afraid to ask. But I want to say this, and this is this is um this is where I was at. I, I, I got to understand this, right? When it comes to authority as a child, mm-hmm. I'm saying, it was like, don't question anything. This is what mm-hmm. is told mm-hmm. and leave it at that. Yeah. So we I came under that, but again, my, my inquiry got the better of that like authority respect mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm being respectful, I'm not Screaming at you, right. saying curse. Mm-hmm. I'm just want to know. Is like anything else? Mm-hmm. Like regular questions. Mm-hmm. So there was a battle that I was having. Like, damn, I'm I'm being disrespectful in their eyes, but I'm just really am curious. But that's usually not the case, Emilio. It's not that you're being disrespectful at all. Right. And I don't think I was, but I you just wasn't. Think that's the, the problem that's is when f- when you are stymied from asking why, normally and I find this to be the case, mm-hmm. is that the person that you're asking doesn't have the answer. Right, but at mm. that time, I didn't, right. I couldn't understand yeah. that at that all time. Right. I was right. just all like, you just, right. you just not valuing you pa- me. You passing, you crossing the line. Right, right, right. I'm just in right. trouble, detention. Right. Oh. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. really? Good old detention. Wow, but, really? <laughs> but the thing is, is that you're challenging them. Right. And right. authority doesn't like to be That's true. Right. That's true. Right, I get that. No, I understand that. I understood it then, I guess I was just, you tell me something that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't want to know. That's where I'm at. That's it, and that's how it was. So, so my question to O2 was, why am I not starting? And he said, you really don't have the offensive skill set. And I said, well, don't you need the ball to have offense? I can get you the ball. That's a quote. All right, I can get you the ball. 
So from there, he put me in, and that's where I blew up. So your 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 uh, case in this in this conversation with him was, don't you need the ball in order to score, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, I can get you the ball, mm-hmm. and what? So you basically put yourself as I'm I'm gonna be the the defensive offensive rebounding guy and, that's and what, then outlet that's what I lived off got it until my senior year okay all right because I made a point this is the thing I was so naive about basketball it wasn't until my uh, see I, I so it wasn't until my sophomore year that I made JV okay that I started to realize that I can go to college playing basketball mm. for free wow I said, oh, I'm going to step up my skill set now. I'm thinking, you know about, I'm thinking about trying out for, for high school basketball myself <laughs> right now. I you know, know I need another man. What's, what's dope about that is that naivete that you just described does not exist anymore, mm. right? Like you got parents from the moment that a kid can walk trying to push them into a direction like that. I see, I see right? it all the time. For that same purpose. Right. I want them to go to college for free. Hell, NBA. I, I mean, let's not get it twisted. I would love all my kids to have a free ride to school. For sure. Academic, of scholarship, course. athletic, doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not putting them in a situation where it's like you have to, like, putting that pressure on them. Right. So it's it's refreshing to hear, like, and I don't know how common that was among your peers, but, like, for you, like, that didn't even cross your mind. Didn't even cross my which mind. Which is nuts. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, naivete has its place. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, uh some people call it ignorance. Some people call it na- naive. Um, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was ignorant to it. But then when I found out, right. you know, now I know. Now I need to see what I can do with this. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I started dedicating myself to the game. And I made it a point that all the areas that I would weaken, all right, dribbling, shooting, uh, passing, I made sure that those were the things that I worked on off season every year. And, and now, so you hired a trainer, obviously, right? No, no, I'm you kidding. Was, there was no such thing. Kidding. There was no such thing. It was, the there was no such thing. So, what, what, what did that entail? That just entailed me going to the park by myself, mm. just by myself, and taking 100 jump shots, 200 jump shots a day. Going, taking the basketball to the um, handball courts and just throwing the ball up against the wall and go, you know, passing it, hitting spots on the wall, working on my passing technique, you know, things of that nature, little things, you know, because they say, you know, champions are made when nobody is looking. Mm. And, mm. and uh, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that. Scott, you're going to be a very wealthy man. But, um, <laughs> Message. But, uh, I'm going to get you a percentage uh, on these t-shirts. Don't you worry about yeah, it. We're going to be rich right here. After no, this, I, after this, first, of all, rich. first of all, I'm already rich. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And it's not Yo, with I'm money. Out. It's not with money. It's with spirit. So, you right. know, and that's you know, the I don't, I, don't, I don't look for money. Money doesn't. But it's going to look for you after these shirts are printed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It can't hurt. Maybe. No, but I get what you're saying. I mean, but, you know, and so that's, you know, that's how it went for me in basketball by my senior year, you know, I was, um, I was, uh, I was a stud, That's awesome. you know, I was a stud. Uh, I remember, uh, 
I think you guys are going to be interviewing Tom Konchowski. At one point, right. hopefully, so yeah. Tom Konchowski, uh, back in the day, uh, I would say, yeah, I had finished JV. I didn't go – I wasn't those type of plays. I went through the whole process here at St. Rames. I went freshman, JV, two years of um, varsity. But uh, after – it's funny, too, because after I questioned Coach O'Toole about me not starting, there was never a game I didn't start. <laughs> wow. All the way so what does yeah. that say? That says close mouths don't get fed. Word. There you go. It's like – you don't ask, you never give receive. There you That's go. True. There right? you go. Because like it, what you just described is something that people, I mean, I find myself in those situations every now and again, and I have to sit back and question, like, yo, I really want that. Mm-hmm. Open your damn mouth, bro, and spit it out. Because <laughs> what's rejection? I don't give a damn about no rejection. Please. But I want to say, though, I got to give credit where it's due. Like, that takes a lot of courage. I, I, I'm assuming that your grandmother had a huge imprint of how you just – having the wherewithal to even like stand up and ask that question because let me tell you something you're still a young man and not only that but you're a young man in a space where you're not even comfortable fully you're still developing in the space of basketball that's not even your thing no you know what i'm saying not, like some people grew up playing ball you right. just got there kind of you're still figuring out your body you don't even know what's exactly. going on so exactly. I, I think again that just speaks to me and i, and I respect what you just said because i think that that's true for me damn damn right even still i have to remember to ask which that's something i have to still work on but I want to say this, though. That impresses me because of your age at this time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a certain things that elite, that's elite level thinking for me. That you think about, I was shy as I don't know what back then. I didn't have that wherewithal. So I wonder if it's you innately or as if it was the, the, your upbringing, your, 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 your influences around you. How could you answer that? If it, I can answer it very simply. And I tell the kids in school, you know, when I teach them, so, uh, my guidance classes, I teach them this thing that my grandmother taught me, this mm. lesson about power. Okay. All right. And it's like this. You know how, and I think I use this with you guys, you know, off to the side, but I'm going to reiterate. You're with your boys, mm-hmm. and you're hanging out. And... Just hanging out, chilling, as you right. know, as the term is used nowadays, which really means doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're chilling with your boys. Yeah. And you're walking up the street, and you're walking, getting ready to cross the street, and a car is coming. Okay. And what you do is you slow down your step to make the car stop. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hmm. And then you just go on across the street. Right. Now, as adults now and as drivers, that can be annoying. Yeah. For sure. Okay? 100%. You know, okay. So I, would, I did that one time with my boys. Unbeknownst to me, my grandmother was looking out the window. Mm. And when I came home, and I used to wear real thick glasses. Okay? Thank God for lacing. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to wear real thick glasses. The Coke bottle and, joints? Uh, Coke bottle, double <laughs> Coke bottle, bro. <laughs> Those things were heavy. I had marks on my nose. Oh, like, oh you yeah. were that guy. Oh, yeah, oh we got to get that picture for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, we need some pictures. <laughs> 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 oh, you might see it in the yearbook. I don't know. Yeah, right. I want to look at that. But um, so I come to the house that evening, and I was around 12 years old, maybe 11, 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. And uh, she said, she, she called me Gregory. 
She said, Gregory, take your glasses off. Now, when she says, take your glasses off, I know something's coming. Mm. All right. So I'm like, she don't want to break the come glasses, on, yeah. smack you upside your head. I know that was coming because as soon as she said, take your glasses off, I'm, you know, I'm putting you on. Get ready. The, yeah, yeah. Yo, Donna, what, what I do, what I do, you know. I take the glasses off. She said, take your glasses off, boy. Yeah. And then she, bang, yeah, you boy. know. I said, what was that for, Nana? And she said, I saw you up the street. I saw you walk slow when that car was coming. And then she said, do you know why you walk slow? I said, nope. Mm. She said, the reason why you walk slow was because at that moment, that was your power. Mm. And let me tell you something. Mm. The only thing you told that driver was just how powerless you are. And then she said, you see, anybody that's important and got any sense of power, they're either going to let that car go by or they're going to run across the street to get to where they need to go because they got some place to go. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any power. Uh, you didn't have anywhere to go. All right. That's profound. So that right there, that was my learning curve Did right there. Did you get it immediately? Oh, ab- absolutely. Okay. Right away. Right away. Right away. Because, you know, she's been my teacher. Right. My, you know, right. she's, you know. She had me paying attention to politics since I was nine years old, mm. you know. So I was very conscious, very aware. And, you know, that stuck with me. And, you know, ever since then, and she, you know, and ever since then. So <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, too, because as I reference, you know, we as drivers now, as adults, you know, that shit annoys you. Yeah. You know, when, they, when their kids oh, do that, you know. It. it came to a point where, you know, in my young and dumb age, you know, you know you're young and dumb. Between the ages of 19 to 30, that's when you make most of Oof, your mistakes. Wow, good, I got rid of that. <laughs> so but if you reflect, most of your mistakes are made in, during in that your, time period. In my 20s, for sure. Yeah, yeah in your I 20s, did many. Man. Oof, yeah, 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 you're so, right. You're absolutely right. So, um, you know, being a driver in my 20s and kids would start doing that right then and there. I put my foot on the brake and then rev up the engine like that. And then they jump and then they say, you know, get mad and say, hit me, I'll sue you. Right. Right. And I roll down my window and say, not if I hit you hard enough. <laughs> you know, you know that speaks to... I wanna you ain't going to be here to some nothing. And you made me think about this because I see what you're just saying a lot in this city. And I never thought about it from that. I just thought people were being punks, to be honest. Nah. I thought they were just being a-holes. I really do. But now it makes sense. You ain't got nowhere to go. But as if people would literally throw themselves in front of cars, like mm-hmm. nah, what I mean, you know, but actually yeah, just walking that's been slow, done too. Yeah, you know, yeah, just like walking it. slow, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. we driving mm-hmm. around here, mm-hmm. and you just walking mm-hmm. like if it's mm-hmm. if you on the sidewalk. But it's okay. Now I get it. It's okay. Now I, I you know. It. I just roll down my window, say, "Oh, you just proved to how powerless you are. It's okay. Take your time." <sighs> Yo, you know what? See, I'm. The, I remember one time. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that gets me even more riled up. <laughs> yeah, because my brother had just bought a car at this time. This is just uh, your first car. Maybe not bought, you had pops bought you a car. This is when I learned I had road rage without having a driver's license, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. So, so a guy cut us off, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this, he's driving, I'm on a um, passenger side, cuts us off. 
I'm rolling the window. We had time. We had to roll the windows down. We was doing this. Y'all, y'all know about it. Yeah, yeah, we know about it. We know about it. We know about it. Get out of here. You, no, you no, know? I you know. know. No, we know. Get, get out of here. I'm, I'm looking at the youngsters. Y'all had rolled down? Y'all were doing it. No, we Oh, I forgot. I forgot. You know, I forgot. So what he said. I'm getting younger. Y'all are getting I'll get younger, y'all. <laughs> so I'm over here. I'm over here working my biceps real it, quick. Cranking you know? it. I get down. <laughs> and the guys are ready. And I'm screaming. Ah, ah, ah. I'm going crazy. Because I, I wanted to make a point. Like, yo, what's wrong? I still do it. I still catch mm -hmm. myself. I was really driving over there. I was like, yo, this mother. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop. But anyway, he tells me. Uh, he goes, yo, you don't know if that guy got a gun. Or if he this is true. robbed a bank or whatever. I'm true. like. This is true. Damn, I'm so, I'm so true. upset right now. But then, I'm 16 at the time. I'm hearing them, but I'm still like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then this is the <laughs> other thing. You know, it came to a point where, I, you know, it's funny. You know, someone will cut you off, speed by you, and then you catch up with them. You know, you're just cruising. You then catch what? up with them at the next light. That's a very and good And I'm point. saying, you're at the same all light. of that, for, you you're know, at what's, the same what's your rush? Right. Going where nowhere. are you going? Right. Nowhere fast. Right. All right? See when I see you. Right. <laughs> you were nonchalant. I was just more boisterous about you. Yeah. More nonchalant. No, you, you powerless. But, but, I was like, you But sometimes this is what I would do. Sometimes you know, if it got to a point where you know you really want to do that, yeah. And I get them mad. And um, if it's on a highway situation, I just cruise right by him, cut in front of him. Yes. And yes. then spit at him. Oh, and I let the that way, hit the windshield. No, well, no. Oh, you be next to him. No, I just put my windshield wipers on. I mean, oh, the, the water yeah, and let it spray on and let him spray on. And when it sprays on him, they slow down. And then I just keep it moving. I might use that now. I might use that now. Are you kidding me? You can't make this up, man. But it wasn't really anger. That's like people protesting. Yeah, that's all it was. So you wasn't really anger. You were bothered? No, I'm just saying, this is how stupid you are. Right. Right. You know? I'm at, you know, I've been at this point a long time ago. You know, this it's two boxes I put people in. Mm -hmm. All right, the box you're not a racist. All right, you're not a liberal. You're not a conservative. You're not. This is what this comes from my grandmother. All right, put all of that aside. You put people into two boxes: the box of people that get it, and the box of stupid asses. <laughs> all right, and. If you don't get it, you're stupid ass. You go in that box. I don't have time for you. Yo, you know, it's just, don't you, don't waste it. Don't waste your time with the stupid asses. That's it. Yo, you that just said, said, that saved you a lot of heart. I wish I would have known that. Sure. You know how much time I don't stress. Saved I don't stress stuff. That would have saved uh -huh. so much. I don't stress stuff, man. Wow. So wait, let's let's go back because wow. you had this awakening in your JV. Uh, you talk about basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basketball. But I want. About, I want um, about being able to go to college, go to college. Take me to college. Yeah. So you started so, to tool up and work extra hard yes, on, yes, on your yes. skills. Now I'm an only child. Okay. As I mentioned, you know, I had my cousin, and she's right. like my sister, but you know, I'm my mother's child. My grandmother is raising both of us while my pet, while my our mothers are working. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, what happens is is that during that time the Vietnam War was going on, oh. so you had to register for the draft. Right. Okay. Okay. And. Uh, you know, when you go into selective service, at that time, uh, you were given a deferment if you were an only child. Now, okay. my thing, my option was, you know, I was smart enough 
to go to college, but not. Uh, I didn't have the bank. Yeah, to go to college, and I wouldn't. So my other option was going to be the military. Right. And I really was, you know, my idol was Muhammad Ali. Right. He's saying, you know, you all nope, 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 nope. So, you know, that was my. uh, When it comes to sports, he was my idol. I love Ali. Rumble, young man, rumble. And um, (laughs) so, uh, I wasn't. Thanks, thankfully. Due to the deferment, I would not have had to go into the military. Okay. However, if I didn't have basketball and this drive to get a full scholarship, okay, I probably would have enlisted. Right. Because you couldn't afford the university. Couldn't afford, yeah. couldn't right. afford it. Wow. So that was that also was my motivation and my impetus to do well at basketball. Wow. So and that's and and. You know, I went. I don't know if you you familiar with Luka Nasekka. Yeah. All right. I mentioned Tom Konchowski. So in my junior year, so there there are two basketball summer camps mm-hmm. that start, and that uh, five star had been around for like five years. Luka Nasekka. What year was that? I thought this had to be. Uh, I want to say seventy. 70. I want to say seventy. All I right. didn't know five star was out then. I, I thought think it was five star mid-80s. was. Was out, and then the the other camp was Camp Alamar. That was Luke Nasekka, uh-huh. and uh, I can't think of. Um, I want to say Sarachek. You remember Sarachek? All right, I think it was Sarachek. They started uh, uh, Alamar camp, mm-hmm. and that was the camp for the uh, New York Nets. Oh, okay. The ABA Nets. Okay. Wow. Okay. Dr. J. So, yeah, but Dr. J wasn't playing was with them at that time. Okay. Yeah. okay. So um, <clears throat> I got into that camp, and that's how I met uh, Tom Konchowski. All right. In what capacity was he there? He drove me up to the camp because he was, you know, he was doing what he does now. Okay, you same, know, same deal. Scouting guys, you know, up-and-coming players, yeah. this, that, and the other. And, you know, I got on his list. And, um and uh, what happened was was that Coach Perkadani, who was the coach, so this is what happened. In my JV year, my my uh, JV coach was, um, oh, what's his name? I forgot. Dang, it'll dang, come dang. to me. It'll come to me. Okay. No, it'll come to me. Uh, my JV coach um, was plugging into Coach Perkadani, who was the head coach of the varsity at that time when I was Same playing JV. Here. Yes. Perka Danny was the Perka head coach. Perka Danny was the head okay. coach. All right. And um, I was playing JV. So, you know, he must have been telling Coach Perka Danny, make sure you look out for Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be okay. He works hard, this, that, and the other. Coach Perka Danny, in my J- at the end of my JV year, actually started recruiting me because he knew that the next year he was getting the job up at Fairfield University. Wow. Wait, so, you're a junior at um, St. Raymond? Going to be a junior. Going to be. At the end of my JV season. Got All right. He goes to Fairfield, and um, he starts talking about Fairfield to me. Mm. All right. So that's – Bugging your ear. It's in my ear now. And uh, he said, uh, so next year comes – I'm starting on the varsity. 
We uh, and sorry, is your JV coach now the head coach of St. Ray's? Klimkowski, that was his name. Okay, my JV coach. He's no, he's he continued to be the JV coach. Okay. All right, as I moved up, he stayed on the JV. So I was who with Perka, now um, Perkadani's replacement. Perkadani, well, Perkadani, uh, leaves, and then Coach Matt White comes in. Okay, okay, and he coaches me through my ju- uh, junior year and senior year. Okay. Uh, I got stuff downstairs. His son is now uh, dean or works. With, no, he works in the athletic department for Providence. Really? And he stays in contact with me. He yeah. sent me a whole. Now, Coach Matt White passed away like ten years ago. Oh man! And his son Matty Junior. He would come to the games and stuff, and you know, that's dope. a good kid. He winds up being going up to Providence and like. Maybe eight years ago, he sent me, I got this thing in the mail, a whole bunch of stuff. He went into his father's archives, and his father had saved a whole bunch of stuff on me. Wow. Clippings and whatnot? Clippings and stuff. Schools that wanted to recruit me and all of this other stuff. So he sent all that stuff to me. But what happened was was that Perkadani got in my ear. Not unbeknownst to me, Maddie White wanted me to go to um, Wake Forest. He wanted me to go to Wake Forest or Tennessee. Now, there's the deal. So, wait, there's three schools you just mentioned. Right. Uh, Fairfield, Fairfield, Wake Forest, Wake Forest Tennessee, Tennessee, and a host of others were sending me letters <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you but, were nice. Uh, let me tell you. I know you, I know you missed the humble pie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are big I, schools. Yeah. So, I don't know if you're familiar with Bernard King. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. So, nah. so Bernard King, oh, Bernard King no. was going to Boys and Girls High School. Oh, okay. All right. But he was uh, three years, four years, uh, three years, three or four years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Powell Memorial, yeah, we had Ed Searcy yep. and Jack Tremble. Mm-hmm. Those were the guys. All those guys were like two or three years ahead of me. Uh, you had uh, from Malloy, you had uh, Jonathan Winter, who went to North Carolina. So all of these guys were you know, moving, they were all ahead of me, and I'm, you know, I'm checking them out just to, you know, see what I got to do to get to the next level. And, uh, but Perkadani's in my ear, Perkadani's <laughs> in my ear. Uh, make a long story short, I wind up being the first player from St. Raymond's to make first team all city. Wow. In the school's history. In the school's history. Wow. wow. So we, yeah, actually, 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 no, I have to take that back. I wasn't, I was first team all city along with another star that we had. His name was George Douglas. Okay. George Douglas lived really? in Webster Houses. All right, with Mr. Sturgis. So you Mr. guys Sturgis. were the first two in St. Raymond history to, make to be all first team, team all city. In that year. So it was the same bo- year? both of y'all. In the history of St. Raymond. But, right, but right, right. happened both in that same year. Yes. God. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Now, George, wow. he was, oh, That's this it. kid, he actually played varsity mm. as right. a sophomore. Oh, and wow. he was, so he, when I came on as a junior, he was out, he was out, he was out three man. He played the three. Mm-hmm. All right. But he wasn't that big. He was just Muscular. Right. He was a, he was a three way. He was a three sport player. Wow. Track, baseball, and basketball. Wow. This kid and he could have. If we had football, he would have excelled. It. Oh, this what kid. What did you play? You uh-huh. played. He played football. He did. 
saying right. a lot of football. Right. What? Yo, Mr. Sturgis got all yeah, the jokes. So you jewels. There you go. Huh. Yo, you, yo so. now we really got to get a statue of you guys up in here. <laughs> <laughs> you, before I was protesting, now I'm really going to Wait, I'm so what, the what year was that? This was your senior year now you're talking about? That, I, well. Um, when you made it for All City? Yes. And yes. that, what year was that? 72. Okay, so you and George hit that year. Were y'all yes. both seniors also? Yes. Okay. Me and George. Uh, George wound up going to Wichita State. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I took a trip down south to Tennessee in the Wake Forest. And because <laughs> of my grandmother, I knew I would. I I would have done well basketball wise there, but I that was disconnection. Mili- I was militant. Oh. I was a militant. People <laughs> don't know, but when I was here at St. Raymond's, I was like uh, sixteen years old. Fourth, actually, as a freshman, I started selling papers for the Black Panthers. Oh, wow! No, I, I was. I was. I was. I was gonna I say. Was, Black Panthers coming out of this next mm-hmm. I swear. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't believe me, right? Mm-hmm. But y'all gonna believe me now. Yeah. I said so it in my head. I was very, very militant. And at that time, St. Raymond's did not look like it does in terms right. of demographics right. and, you know, the color the color scheme. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. There was only a few of us, man. And we, you were we, doing we, that. we were breaking barriers. Mm-hmm. Did you have man. a fro at that time? Yes, I did. You see it in the yearbook. Was it yeah, looked, buddy. Was it, was, it look, <laughs> was it looked down upon at that time, though? Like, did you stand no. up? No, nah, that was the trend. It was no. just like, it was just it was a, a trend. Thing. It was a you thing. just happened to be one of few black folks that could actually pull it off. But Well, no, a lot of no, brothers no, in the school. Well, most of the brothers in the school, whatever brothers we had in the school, I, I, I would say we were at maybe, at that time, maybe... Seven eight percent of the school population. Most of the people that was coming to St. Raymond's were Caucasian for that lived here in the area. Right. Parkchester, because Parkchester was primarily Very Caucasian. Yeah, much different, much different. Right. So it was a you know it's a, so. But one thing, my grandmother got to go mm-hmm. back to her. Mm-hmm. Always got to go back to her. So she said, "Well, how did you like your trip down to Tennessee and North Carolina?" I said. Uh, I don't know, Grant Nana. I might get shot down there. Mm. You know, I might, you might find me hanging from a tree. She said, wow. okay. She said, all right, then go to Fairfield. Mm. And she pushed me to Fairfield. And Fairfield was Lily White. Mm. All right? Lily White. Was, it, was that your first experience outside the city? Like, not necessarily for school, but like in an environment that you had to be at consistently? You talk about going to um, visiting Tennessee and no, 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 Wake Forest. Well, no, no, Fairfield. Because now you, uh-huh. you you said I'm going to Fairfield, right? And this is this your first time away from home, like in earnest? I'm sure you've traveled around, but in like earnest, in uh, that environment was in that, that environment. Um, I tell you the truth, I didn't feel uncomfortable. Okay, even though it was predominantly white, mm-hmm. because all my schooling has been that way. Got it. Yeah. All right, grammar school. I mean, St. Martin Tours, predominantly white. Belmont section, Italian boys. Here at St. Raymond's, predominantly white. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I go to Fairfield. I'm comfortable. Right. I'm a, you know, it's I'm more a, the same. More and, the same. And, and the thing about it, no matter where I was, I made my mark. I was able to survive the, the racism. Mm-hmm. All right. Made my mark. And um, actually, you know, wind up running shit. Mm. 
Um, I know the times are different. I'm just trying to get an understanding and backtracking, especially in high school. Was racism a thing? Like that oh. you felt in in some just in high school, not, oh, yeah. not generally well, outside. Like you, you feel it here, like what? here at St. Raymond's. Uh, nah, because we had our cliques, and okay. we know you know it was all right. You know some, you know we we had white teammates, and you know joking joke jokes and stuff like right, that. But right. you know we had to clap back too. So okay, it's not like they. Right, right. The reason, the jokes reason I, are weak, dude. <laughs> no, I get right. I get it. You, know? you, you come right back at them. Mm. But here's what I'm saying: We grew up in a in a very diverse uh, upbringing. With you know, we had whites, we had Puerto Rican, black, we had everything mm -hmm. growing up. Myself and at this time as a youngster, I never thought about racism whatsoever. I was just like having fun. We growing up, we growing up, and that's it. Like I, I didn't look at white people as strange or anybody. You know, I just it became a thing as I got older. I was like, oh, oh, this is a thing. I didn't. So we're separate. Not until I got to high school and I had to think back about what I'm saying that I experienced segregation. Mm. And the reason I say is for the cliques thing. You would have your Italians on this side, blacks here, Latinos, mm -hmm. and I was cool with everybody. Mm -hmm. So I had a problem because like, if I sat with this group, mm -hmm. it was like, yo, what's up, Emilio? Where you at, man? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I would talk with my Gulians over here. And I would talk with my, and I would talk with my, you know? But you know I was what? So, and I was so brother number one, and then I spoke Spanish already. Yeah, but so you I see, was everywhere. The pro so, this the thing. See, I, I have a tendency of flipping stuff. Okay. Okay. So, those that were saying, yo, Emilio, what's up? How come you know what's up with that? You know, right. this and the other. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand. They're looking at it as you excluding them. Mm. Right. When, in fact, you were just including others. Right. right. And they didn't have that sense of inclusion. I, I've been wanting to do they, that. they didn't have that sense of inclusion. <laughs> so, the problem is not you. The problem is them. Mm -hmm. Yo. Okay. So. If there was ever equivalent of a mic drop, it should have been happening. I was getting ready to, but I can't drop these. We're going to have to get a fake mic or something. He got at least four or five quotables out here. We got to get a mic drop from Mr. Scott. <laughs> but, that, but um, and, and me and Mr. Sturgis, I have my, I have my um, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place now, but that's okay. You all are going to edit this. No, we're not. But, um, <laughs> but, um, You're taking everybody so, on this ride. So I have we this club that I started here at St. Raymond's. I've had it for several years now. It used to be the Black Cultural Awareness Club. Mm -hmm. Okay? It started off many years ago as the Black Cultural Awareness Club, and it was hard to get members in. Wow. Why? Black. Name? Okay. Why? 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 Black. Because it, it Don't want to associate with Black, black. This is the thing. Our kids, generations, have been conditioned to associate black with negative. Mm -hmm. Right. So they don't want to associate with that. I, I, so I changed the name of the club to the Wake Up Club. Mm. Okay. And I just had a session last week. And this is the month of each month I have a different um, theme. Uh, yeah, a different theme. Mm -hmm. So from. Uh, February, actually the end of February to the end of March was race, crime, and punishment. Mm. Okay. So, and, and the club is very diverse. I only have maybe two or three black kids in it. You know, most of the rest uh, African-American kids. Most of the rest of them, I have a couple of uh, Caucasian kids and uh you know, the school's predominantly Latino. Latino so, yeah. you know, the majority of the kids are Latino, but right. they love it. And I, I showed them a segment uh, this week 
in terms of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we did a little segment, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but uh, they took a lot from it. And again, to answer your question, or to 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 expound a little bit more on your question about the comfort level, okay? I felt comf- I feel comfortable no matter where I go because okay. I'm good in my skin. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not cocky, but I'm confident. Right. And what gives me that confidence is my my knowledge level. Right. And my constant willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when I was up at Fairfield, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have the most friendly appearance. Some people say I'm kind sure. of intimidating. All right. My, my, I my look, yeah. So I felt when I, I was here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't remember oh, being intimidated. By the way, let's to go back. Uh, you said, um, like, my experience in terms of racism is yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to tell you my very first experience. I was like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't feel. Right. You know, we moved uptown when I was 11 years old. We moved up to 222nd Street and Grace Avenue. Mm-hmm. At that time, that area was just developing. Right. They were starting to build houses. Nothing but white people lived up there. You even saw some, like, farms. That was before... Wow. That was that's before, Riverdale, right? No. no. That's Northeast Bronx, oh, where Co-op oh, oh, City got it, got is, it, got on it, the it, other it, side it, of the highway it, yes. of Co-op City. Yes. Okay, that whole area, man. But, you know, there came this insurgence of, you know, black people, middle class, you know, starting to buy houses and stuff up there. And we moved up there. Different experience for us. And um, I went up there. And my, I was, I had to be like 10 or 10, 10 years old. And... I think one of the reasons why I became so athletic was because, I don't know if you're familiar, there's this area up there called the Valley. Mm-mm. Okay, so up there they have this area. Right where I live, 222nd Street, Grace Avenue, was called the Valley. Now, that was at the bottom of the Northeast Bronx. It was going towards the New England Thruway. Okay. But if you... If you envision East Chester Road, if you take East Chester Road going up in that direction, that was the hill mm. going up. Now, this is a new developing place. I think, I don't know if my Nana knew what she was doing, but she would piss me off. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you, so that's how you really feel. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. By the way, you got to give us the name of your grandma because you mentioned that. Oh, I will, I will. Yeah. Uh, her name is Rita. Rita. Okay. Rita. Rita what? Green. Rita Green. Rita Black Green. Yeah, because we got Rita Black Green. So, for some reason, Nana couldn't remember to get everything she needed at the store at one time, and I was the gopher. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) And the closest store was like a mile away. Oh, Lord. Uphill. Yeah, the good stuff. Okay. Uphill, bro. And she would tell me, send me three, four times a day wow. to the store. 
Well, I think she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I was about to say she was conditioning your I was about to say, yeah, she developed the athlete. There you, you go. Can, the, you exactly. better go thank him. I did. I, did. <laughs> I thank her all the time. Let me tell you, man. Rest her soul. She I gave thank you her. A scholarship. Exactly, man. She did, and I realized that, man. I thank her. You absolutely right, Amelia. And I thank her all the time to this day. All right, but my first experience with racism was. I was on the way to the store one day, and I'm walking along the edge. It's, it's, it's actually like you have this one main road. It was called either Hammersley or a Hammersley Avenue, all right? Kind of wide, two-way, but it's all uphill to go to the store. And on the right, you had forest, mm. all right? They haven't broken down these forests. As a matter of fact, if you ever, if you, uh, Hafen Park, all right. Mm -hmm. If you ever go up in that area, it's a big park called Hafen Park. It's pretty famous in that area. Okay. All right. And on the other side was nothing but forest. But to get up the hill, you had to walk on the sidewalk, get up the hill in the street. And I'm walking, getting ready. To, got a little pull cart that she gave me because right. you know I got stuff to bring back. And um, I'm walking up the cart. I mean, up the up the hill. And this car races by, and these white boys roll down their window and say. Get the F out of here, you effing nigger. Oh. Wow. Of the drive-by slur? Yeah, well, drive-by, you call it a slur? I mean, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dri drive-by. Man, I was looking for some kind of rock or something. Yeah, but yeah. I was, and, and, you know, and, and then they roll up the window real fast. And, and I'm, and I'm wondering all this time that hit me some kind of way, and I came back and I asked my grandmother. I said, "Hey, Nana, what, why, what, what's up with these white people? Mm. You know, calling me nigger, this and the other. I mean, I've heard the term before, especially during the civil rights, because that was the civil rights yeah. area, mm -hmm. and you know, we coming up with some kind of stuff. And she was sitting me down, and I'm saying, "Where's this hate come from?" You know, she said, "That's because they hate themselves." Wow. I wow. said, um, she said, don't you worry about that. I got something for you. And she's kept that. And that was the impetus for her to encourage me to go to Fairfield. Uh. All right. Because she said, she told me this. She said, listen, I know how uncomfortable you feel going down south to Tennessee, North Carolina, knowing there's some kind of way down there and the racism that's down there. But go up north, all right, because there's racism up there too. Right. But you're going to know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to know how to handle that. And um, and she said, I didn't put you in these Catholic schools. I put you in these Catholic schools so you learn how to deal with the enemy. Hmm. That's what she said. Wow. That's wow. All strategy. All strategy. Wow. You know, all let strategy. me tell you, I got a, a small story. Um, I went to North Carolina driving with my uncle when I was a kid from New York. And uh, I was in a gas station. He went to go inside to, to pay for the gas. And um, there was a white man behind the register with a shotgun. And I remember seeing my uncle go in and he grabs the shotgun and kind of cocks it back, like in the back of him. Who, the guy that? The guy, that, that the cash register. Uh -huh. So I'm looking at, the, I'm like, oh, like, as I'm not you, this is New York City, you know, bodegas and all that, you know, it's just a completely different dynamic. I never thought, you know, it's random. You're going in, you're grabbing gas, you're coming out, you might get a soda or something and you leave. And it's, back then you couldn't pay with your credit card at the machine. Right, it's not, right you got to go and speak to the person. So I'm looking at this like, yo, we are in a different, this is, I'm, I, I'm a young, I'm a, I'm a teenager barely at this time. So I'm like, yo, 
this scared the bejesus out of me. I was like, nah, this is something. There's something else going on over and here. And this was what relative to you? He's my uncle. uncle. Your my uncle. My uncle. So he walks in, um, you know, and he's, you know, fairly good dressed, look, good looking man, you know, clean cut, you know. I mean, he don't look low, like, I don't know, right? What would it's you describe? It looks good. He's still it looks, a nigga. Right, right, but at this time, I'm like, yo, you're not he's, processing that, right? I, and but I didn't get it to that level until you, when mm-hmm. you speak about like down south mm-hmm. and the racism. That's when that started. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's and, something else. And no else. one taught your uncle. To, no one had the conversation with your uncle. Never. All right, to you know, pack your stuff that you're going to eat and don't go into no stuff. Right, right. We didn't get that memo. You didn't get that. We didn't get that memo. Didn't get that didn't memo. Get that memo. Right. But so. but the thing is, we had to get gas somewhere anyway. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I understand uh-huh. what you're saying, uh-huh. though, but it's but like, it, it was a shock you. for all of us, yeah, for both it's, of us. it's culture shock. And I didn't even have this conversation with him. I was so scared, I, I, I didn't even have that conversation. Cult, I didn't yeah. know what to it's, talk it, about. It's a culture shock, man. But, you know, you know, thank God for Rita Black Green. Yeah. She taught me how to navigate. Right. Okay. And um, so, you know, that's, she said, when you face racism, the people that are throwing the racism at you, the hate, okay, when they see you, they see a digger, a nigger. And I know you guys remember when you guys went to school here, I had this thing about oh, the, yeah. the N-word, right? The jaw. Yes. Yeah, the jaw and the whole nine. The whole nine. Okay. I have, I have a story okay. I want to share with you. Okay, about you. About you. About you. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. And people to... she said, but this is the thing. No matter how well you're dressed, all right, no matter how you present yourself, you're always going to be a nigga. Mm. All right. But the one thing they will fear, and she says, don't mind them calling you nigger. Just don't let them call you a dumb nigger. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That stuck with me. And that's part, that's another reason why I said, I'm constantly wanting to learn. Right. I'm constantly wanting to learn. All right, she said, you can tolerate them because you're going to catch that all the time. Right, that's, that's right? going to be normal. But once they put that adjective on there, then feel it. All right, th- then you fight. I just, I, mm. I, man, listen. I'm with it. I'm just so, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful we have you on the show. I just want to share this one story about you. It's a little kind of random, <laughs> but because okay. um, we were talking about you, we were talking about the, the, the jar and all that stuff. So it just took me back. <laughs> so at this time, I'm a freshman in St. Raymond, mm-hmm. right? I'm just walking the halls, mm-hmm. you know, 14, wet behind the ears, then a mug out mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what's going on. But at this time, I was growing my hair. Right? Mm-hmm. I had a big throat. Right, a big fro, but the fro I would keep it in a do rag because at that time they wouldn't let you have a fro. Mm-hmm. You remember my fro? So I have a fro. So my fro, I, I was I was not looking proper correctly. I was looking. <laughs> I, I was my pictures. I'm not too proud to share. You know what I mean? But I couldn't help that I wanted to express. It was like suppressing and expressing at the same yeah, time. Like hair, I was a tug age, of war. Hair is very important. Right. Even I was like, age, all I mean at that age and go on. Right, right, right. No, but but so the other the other the, the other thing about it is I, I enjoyed braiding my hair at that time. Oh. I just discovered my hair. I just discovered <laughs> braiding. I was like, I want to be cool, man. Yeah. Y'all gonna have the same yeah. Raymond later yeah. for that right now. I'm cool right now. So every weekend I would braid my hair. I knew some people that would braid my hair, right? So I would come here. So but I would always feel the ramifications of why of having my hair. 
Like, you know, I would just get, like, nudges, you know? Like, you know, yo, look at you. You're ugly and all this. Oh, damn, man, really? I can't live, man. I can't breathe. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like it was just attack on attack. Subtle attacks. Subtle jabs, right? Subtle jabs. Subtle, subtle, subtle. So I was, like, breaking down. And I don't know how it led me to go to your office. I think I just needed someone to talk to. I'm not on your this. door. I think I remember. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I know it like like I know it like the back of my hand is day. I walk into uh, Mr. Scott's office, and he sits me down. And I'm divulging some things. And the first thing Mr. St- Mr. Scott plays is a, is um most deaf. Mm-hmm. He's playing most deaf. He, he had me a hello. <laughs> the man had me a hello. <laughs> because at that time, I, I was knee deep in the mm-hmm. game of rap. Mm-hmm. And you it felt like you was already speaking my language mm-hmm. without having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I literally just sat there and listened to a song. <laughs> we didn't even talk for like for the first I three or four I minutes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, so that already, I was like, yo, I'm in the right place <laughs> if I ever knew it. Like someone <laughs> understands where I'm coming from. So I'm in there and I'm divulging, you know, a little bit. And, and you were just already expressive about like, yo, like, you know, kind of like own who you are type. This is who you are. You are this and that. And I th- at that point, I had never heard anyone talk to me like mm. that in life, period. Because, it, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody, but that's just my reality. Like, that's what it was. And I was like, oh, so we can't. Like, I was just getting the concept of accepting myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like <laughs> discovering a, a Treasure. Oh. (laughs) Oh, so I'm not screwed up. I'm not crazy. I'm not. No, you're not. It's it's just my hair. Oh, okay. I thought it was crazy. So I'm going on. This year is 30 years here as Mm -hmm. an educator. Wow. Not including the four years as a student. So more than half my life has been here. Mm -hmm. So I know what St. Raymond's is about. There's so much about St. Raymond's structurally that has changed. Right. But traditionally... All right, the attitudes, the uh, you know what the tradition of St. Raymond's has not changed. Right. And I will say this: I don't know if I meant, I can't recall, but this has been, you know, I don't know if you guys know it. I would come at you if you said the N word. Oh yeah, of sure. course I remember that. But I would never come at you for your hair, right? If you had facial hair, that. this, that, and I the other, that. and um, you know, you got certain people, people that you know, we'll try and say teachers look out for this, that, and the other with the students and that. And, you know, I tell them straight up, I'm not concerned with what's on their head. I'm concerned with what's in their head. Yeah, T-shirt right. alert. Another one. Another T-shirt one. alert. We're going to do this all day. You're going to be a very and, rich man if we get famous. And, um, <laughs> so don't come to me, you know, asking me to, you know, Send them to the office to shave this that, and the other. I'll tell a kid. I'll say, you know, they, you know, he's coming after you. <laughs> right. So yes. you know, to avoid that, do what you need to Yo, do. Yo, we all felt safe, I'm, man. I'm not gonna tell. Right. You are right. our so, safe space. So, so, I know you, many. You. I'm sure you got 30 years of what I'm saying. Yeah, 30 yeah, years of sure. that. Sure. I'm sure we can we can yeah. fill up this room yeah. and we can yeah, probably fill up the school because you can't. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Me and Mr. Sturgis, that's like my brother, my my kindred spirit right that's there. Right. And we make it a point without even ever saying it to each other that. What we, our job is to provide that safe space yes. for you. All right, yes. and that's how we live. Yo, that's that how was we do us, our man. job. Oh, we, I'm okay. so grateful, so, man. I, let me just we're say. We're grateful to you. Because, no, because. You know why? Why? Because y'all keep, keep me young. 
Wow. I'm going to keep, keep you young. Like, you yeah. know I'm going to keep you young? I'm going to play young. you one-on-one because you're good at basketball. You're going to see what them hips look like. Guess what? Hey, check this out. We're going to keep you young, Mr. It ain't even going to be. You say play one-on-one. Listen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Golf course, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not at all. You won. You win. <laughs> I ain't fighting that. Yo, I ain't fighting yo, that. He's going to be like, yo, dude, hey, you won. I'm 66 I go, years old. I got to go knock the ball Who, around the golf course. How the hell do I look? Playing youngsters, young men. <laughs> ba- but I tell you what, your grandmother told you. Let me you tell you. Well. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You said how old are you? Sixty-six. Me at sixty-six. Uh-huh. I don't give a damn if I'm crippled. Mm-hmm. God forbid. I don't care if I'm unable to move. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna talk my shit and play. Oh, I don't care oh, if yeah. I get sick. Oh, oh, you worse. Yes. You think? I know. I don't <laughs> okay. think. I know. Because right. right now, I, my ankles all messed up, knees, all sorts of stuff. But that's yo. If if the weather's nice, you are gonna see me on blacktop where well, I should be. I, I can't speak to sixty. Yeah, I can't. Speak. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be there, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you there. something, bro. That's why I need you. To, I need you to teach me how to play golf. So see, I can that's maybe, what, okay. So I need to move in that direction. No, that's the direction that's you're the gonna be one. in. I'm gonna right. be because what I want on the golf course. You're not even thinking about basketball. Know, it's gonna be golf. Not this ball in that hole, but this ball in that hole. Okay, so that it's gonna change, bro. It's going to change. And, For my and, wife's sake, I hope so. For me, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it will. It will. It will. All right, it will. I, I, I guarantee it. All right. Once I get you out there, and once I get you out there. And it's oh, funny, bet. too, because so here we are. You're going through my travels. You know who got me into golf? I do, but I want you okay, to say Okay, so it. I'll say it. St. Raymond, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing. My last, the last time I put on sneakers to play basketball, mm. there was an alumni, a charity game. The alumni of St. Raymond's plays the New York Giants. What? Okay. Yes. Football team? Football team. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And we won. And I played. And what year was I this? Was, yeah, what year was that? Who was on that team? Who was had the to be, team? Oh, Jim. man. It had to be. Well, you, uh, you, damn, you man. Nah, it was a. Uh, it had to be. I think I want to say ninety five. Oh, okay. I want to say ninety five. I thought it was in the eighties. No, no, no. Because I didn't get here in St. Raymond's as a teacher. Oh, until you were already here as a teacher. Okay. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So it, might, it had to be like ninety five. I want to okay. say ninety five. And uh, so I can I can even tell you I was um how old I was uh thirty nine years old. So whatever whatever year I was thirty nine. That's the last time I strung up my sneakers Damn. to play basketball. Wow. But Did something played, happen? No. Nope. That game that you well, were like, well, right, let me tell it. you. Yeah. I played my ass off. <laughs> I, 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 you felt it? At the end. Uh-huh. All right. My Achilles was hurting. You know, I said, mm, that's it. You just walked away? You just said, I yo, just this is the last. Yeah. Let me tell you something about me. I have no problem walking away from something. With no regret. Usually, I'm that way. Mm-hmm. When I analyze something and I say, you know what, it's probably not worth mm-hmm. the the effort, the risk, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and I just bounce. Basketball does something different to me. Yeah, and it, well, let me tell you, as a basketball player, as the love of the game, taking me through college, let me tell you, it, it was easy for me to walk away because, again, going back to my college days, I couldn't finish my college career. I got a serious injury. Okay. All right? So I had to walk away from uh, basketball right. for a little bit, mm-hmm. for a little time. Coach 
didn't think I was coming back from my injury, so he went out and recruited this kid from New Jersey, 6'9 kid. And, and to answer your question, I think he was leading to what position did I play mm -hmm. when I was here. So I played uh, – I was the smallest center in the league. Oh, right. yeah. So I, you played center. I played center. I was 6'3 center <laughs> playing against 6'9 dudes. Damn. But totally I was, I was uh, averaging the most rebounds. Of everybody? In the city. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in all city. That's yeah. right. That's right. Tell right. me why. Was that a combination why of what? why you were able to accomplish that? Accomplish. You 6'3", going up against 6'9", cats, dominating. Oh, okay. So uh, one of my physical abilities in basketball was my – so I had a couple of nicknames. They would call me Sky King or Pogo. I was very ah, quick, Pogo. very quick off the I – would, I would do Moses Malone stuff, man. What? I would miss shots on well, purpose because I know I could get the rebound in. back and just jam wow. it on you. Yo, this so is I was, where's the so, footage? Yo, I need to back play then, ball. Hyped, I don't know. Bro. I don't know. Damn. But back then, you know, I don't know where, you know, it's not like now. But, right. But, um, yeah, that was my thing, man. I could just jump. I could sky. I, I tell you what, Mr. Pat. So, who was the, it? Who it taught you golf? Miss Pat and I taught me golf. Right. But uh, there was a bet. Someone put a dollar near the top of the square. Uh-huh. All right. They just stuck it on there? They stuck it on there. Uh -huh. And dared me to take, you know, take it down. No way. And guess what? There's the thing though. I went a step further. Mm. What? You didn't. I got it you off didn't there. Manigault it. Yeah. Well, you no. Are I, the, yeah, you are manigault. I, I didn't take it off there with a running start. Vert. Vertical. No. Yeah. That was my vertical. Scott, was you my vertical. are so manigault. Tell me. That was my vertical. Tell me specifically where. So you got the box, right? You got the box. The top corner. No, right on the, the on the right hand side because uh -huh. I'm right handed. Uh -huh. On the right hand side, on, right there on the, on the outside of the of that the stripe line. on the box. Yes. Right underneath the bottom top oh. line. Okay. 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 Not on the underneath the rim, but above the above. rim. Right, right. Right there. Oh All right. shit! In vertical. Damn. That was that you. Was you hops. added that, that handicap. That was my you hops. was like, yo, let me. I'm, I'm not even yeah, gonna I run. Said, I'm not running. You, you, I can't. That sounds so a little cocky. So you don't know where your vertical. You said you wasn't a cocky wasn't cat. A, confident. <laughs> I'm cocky right confident, now. Confident, not cocky. <laughs> no, but he's confident. He could do it. Cause I could do it. it. I could do it. I proved yeah. it. I proved it. So, you know, when I in the league, I mean, not in the league, but in in the school league, you know, I'm going up against guys six now. Oh man, I salivate for that opportunity. Just if I saw someone bigger than me. You mine. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like drooling. That's barbecue saying, chicken got, before barbecue ooh, chicken. Ooh, ooh, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you because I'm, I'm quicker than them. Right. All right. And there's the thing in my junior and senior years, as I started to develop my skill set, now I can bring them out to the jump shot. You know, they would have to come out, or I could go by them. So you know, I had a lot. I had a lot. Of I tools. developed. Right. I had a lot of tools. So that's where it went. So, so wait, wow. you. Uh, I want to get back to the golf story, but uh -huh. you got injured in, in college. Yes. So, uh, so let me tell you. So at that time, it's not like now. Mm -hmm. As a freshman in college, you could not play varsity. You so had where did to you play. play? You, they had a JV. In college? Yeah, you couldn't come in as a freshman and play. With the upperclassmen. With the upperclassmen. Mm -hmm. You had to do your first year. Kind of like as, high school. Right. Like typically. High, right. That's interesting. Typically. And. Mm -hmm. They had the Jabbar rule. What? Condunk. Right. Ah. The Kareem Condunk. Right. It's called the Jabbar rule. 
Even All when right. you went to school? Yes. As a matter of fact, this is the thing. <sighs> <sighs> I can't believe that. The year, the the year that I actually had my uh, college career-ending injury mm-hmm. was the year they lifted the Get the f- Come on, and That son. was in 74. So they took a huge part of your game out. Right. <laughs> but it was all right. So, you, you still know, managed? Yeah, I, I managed. I went... I went like, uh, what's my man? Ice Gerby, finger roll. Okay. Over the wrist, right. finger roll. That was just. Ice. So what did, what did that do for your scholarship? You still kept it. Oh, this is, okay. So he he brings in, his name is Barricat. All right. That's the name of the coach. Mm-hmm. He brings in, oh, so Perkadani is there. Perkadani brings me there. Right. With, with, uh, he winds up being the assistant coach there. Okay. So he thinks that he's going to get the head coach job. All right. And he brings me there. And I and I love Perka Danny. Perka Danny loved me, and uh, he brings me in with hopes that you know I'm that prospect from New York. Me and Herbie Rayburn, he went to Powell Memorial. We okay. were two New Yorkers that went. So uh, he brings me in, but Barricat is the head coach. Barricat comes in. He's good. He's all right. We we all right. You know. Um, go through freshman year, sophomore year. We had a, I'm, this is the only time I came off the bench. As, you know, being varsity, uh, playing varsity in my sophomore right. year, just finishing JV. So I was the sixth man off the bench. We had a game against Georgetown, John Thompson and Georgetown. Mm-hmm. I forgot who the players were. It was at Georgetown. And I won uh, I won the game with a putback rebound and got fouled on the play and made the foul shot. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we won, we won by two, all right? Wow. And um, so coach is um, – Next game is against St. Bonaventure. So coach says, all right, you're going to get the start next game, all right, just for my performance that game. Mm-hmm. And the next game against St. Bonaventure, I was real excited about playing because I was going to play against Pat Olivetto, the kid that from St. Raymond's here, he went to St. Bonaventure. So, yeah, so we were calling each other oh, on the phone, kind of excited about playing against each That's other, cool. looking forward to it. And the practice before the game, my roommate, Herbie Rayburn from Power, I came down on his foot. Oh. And if you could met, it, uh, who's the kid? Um, that plays for Boston that had the ankle injury. Who? Hayward. 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 Oh, no. Thank you, Mike. No, was my that? injury was worse than that. Oh. No. So if I you couldn't could, even see that. I couldn't yeah, yeah, that was ugly, that. but mine was really. No. Mine was so bad. So if you could imagine my toe back here. Nah, B. Yeah. Why would you nah. tell me that, Mr. Scott? What happened in good relationship? That's what, that's, that's yeah, what my, that was my injury. So All right. is it one of those things, because like, that's severe, That's right? fit, severe. I still got pins in there. Oh, so that's, is it one of those things where you let out the largest, loudest scream of your life, or you yes, just Yes, I quiet? did. No, okay. I let out the scream, and then <laughs> it was crazy because it, you know how you see stars, and, yeah. but then after a while there was no pain. Right. But then I got so scared because when I looked down, I yeah, couldn't see crazy. my foot. Oh yeah. my God! I couldn't God. see my foot. I said, "I'm saying, don't oh, they, the and they saying, the they saying, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't yeah, look, I don't look." look. I still so, look. you know, with that, I can't, I can't unsee it, and I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yo, I don't even so want to look a, at you right now. As a matter of fact, if I pull up, nah, you can see we go, we go, we go, we go. I take your word. You ain't never tell me a lie. I never tell you. 
So there's some things we don't so need to know about each other. This is what happens. <laughs> Barricat, the, the injury is so severe, no one thinks I'm coming back right. to play. Ever. All In right. life. Yeah. No one. No I one. think you was crippled for life after That's that. That's what it felt like. I the orthopedic the, uh, surgeon that did the surgeon surgery was this doctor that was putting limbs together from Vietnam vets. Oh, oh my God. And he said, you will walk. You may run. I doubt if you'll play. Huh. And that got word to Barricat. Okay. So Barricat is now thinking, all right, I'm not coming back, this, that, and the other. He goes out and recruits this 6'9 kid from uh, Jersey. His name is Mark Plefka. Comes in, you know, I'm still with the team. I go through my rehab all through um, junior year. Because okay. this, this happened sophomore year. So not, not all through, middle of junior year. And I'm making so much progress. I'm saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm determined. I'm determined. I come back. All right. And I go. In your junior season, you came in back? In my junior season. Wow. I came okay. back. I was able to run up and down, do rebounds. I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where I'm busting this kid's ass in practice. The kid that, that he recruited. recruited. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he had hyped this kid up so much as my replacement, yeah. you know, for the coach. There's no looking back now, you know. So, you know. That's it. Had this assistant coach love me. His name was uh, Brendan Sure. I'll never forget. He was the assistant coach. He winds up being the Knicks general manager. Oh. Okay, his name, look him up, Brendan Shure. He loves Shure, me. like? S-C-H-U-R-E. Okay. Brendan Shure. He, um, he loved me. And um, we were, um, Coach Barakat was out for a string of days, sick. And we're getting ready to play Canisius. Mm-hmm. It was Canisius. And Coach Shure is giving me the start. All right? Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know I was starting. So the way they used to do it is they wouldn't tell you who's starting the game, all right, until you come in from your first warm-up. And then okay. you see your name on the board. Okay. All right? And I saw my name on the board. I'm hype. I'm ready. I'm, uh, 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 okay. Right. I come back this. here I right now. Come back yeah. Okay? Who walks in? Barricat. Mm. Sees my name on the board. Erased. Erased it. That was the crusher. Wow. So there's nothing. You saw him do it? Yeah. Oh, man. There's nothing. I know at this point there's nothing I can do to, you know, get this dude to. So we had a conversation. I uh, I said at the end of the game, you know, I let him know, you know, that was foul. All right. Um. What's what? Where do I stand with this team? And he said, "Well, Greg, you know." And he was honest, and I, you know, he said, "You know, the future is marked, and uh, I, I just don't want to take a chance on your injury, this that, mm. and the other. Mm. But you're more than willing. I am more than willing to have you keep your scholarship. So I kept my scholarship. That's, I mean, that's pretty honorable. Yeah, because yeah, he could have really just yeah. been a jerk about absolutely, things. absolutely." It sounds so, like he was looking out for you. Well, he was. I can't see, like, in his position, if I'm him, I, I would probably have to do the same thing. Because at the end of the day, like, that, the way you just described that injury. It was bad. I mean, you came back crazy. Yeah, like, I that's, did. That's I did. not even normal. But, yeah, it gets bad. But you putting your job on the line if you're him, you know what I mean? 
it gets better. Okay. It, it gets better. So prior to that moment where he erased me, I'm busting this dude's yeah. ass in practice every day. And I'm not getting no light. This, you know, I'm just like, oh. But Brendan had the confidence, and he put me up on the board, and then he erases mm -hmm. it. So now we have the conversation. We come back, and um, I said, okay. I stepped off from the team. Mm -hmm. I played intramurals. Okay. Okay. Guess who gets hurt? Nah. Wow. Wow. He asked, he, asked me, he asked me to come back. Yeah, of course right, he this did. This towards the end of the season. Wow. I said, mm, I don't think so. I'm, you know, involved in the community now because I had gotten this job. Yeah. I was president of uh, Black Student Council. Mm -hmm. I was, stuff was popping. I was had my own radio show there at the school. Wow. I was, you know, doing things other. So to go yeah, back you to your like question, young I do Montilla not have a problem stepping off from something <laughs> because it just means other doors are going to open yeah. for me. Okay, so you know it was no problem for me. So that's how that story rolled. Stayed there, graduate. Yo, I love it. This just shows you that you know justice is there. Hey. Karma is a mug. Hey, uh, 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 nothing God, happens by accident. Yo, nothing. I love it. Even that act, even that injury was not an accident. Right. Because it was a pathway for me to be where, where I'm at. Mm. Right. You know, a so, very important yeah, place yeah, you ended yeah, up at. Yeah, because you, you so, have to learn how to deal. I, I know there's way more to talk about. That's absolutely. But we got a jet. Yeah, I got a jet. We, we got, there's many more parts. We got to <laughs> do a lot of parts. This ain't looking but, like But right. Mr. Scott, um, what is it, if Still anything? Mr. Scott thing? Yeah, bro, it's coach. hard. Coach, Scott. coach, coach. I gotta we'll get Scott. It, we, get, we get into the, I gotta the, next, the next part will be my involvement with basketball as a coach. That's here. right. That's right. Yeah, There's a whole a, bunch we I, can I, I don't want to produce your show. I don't, no, I'm no, no, no. We're looking for volunteers. No worries. <laughs> no, but listen, thank you for, oh, for thank being you. here. Oh, no. um, yes. People out there in the world, these gentlemen are still here at St. Raymond doing amazing work with these kids here. And if you are interested, come check out the school. I think you'd be very, you know, any parents out there that have access to the Bronx, I think you'll enjoy it, especially now that you've heard Mr. Scott talk. I mean, these are the kinds of people that, that walk these halls and help bring up the next wave of young men. So right. highly encourage that. Um, thank you again, my brother. Thank you. Thank I'm sorry you. we took you thank off the you golf course, me. but. Uh, no, you didn't. All right. All right. You got your uh, right back. No, but. Uh, <laughs> Shoot, I was kind of mad out there too. <laughs> I, I played well. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to recover from this. I got a little rotator cuff. Yeah, okay. so, but it didn't mess up my swing. I was, right. First shot, I was like 300 yards straight out. I'm saying, yo, I'm this back. Don't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a good time out there today. Right, it's just a, so till the till the next one. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you for thank you for having Bless me. you all. I, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Dribbling dimes in the house. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.